Up next, right here on Spreaker, it's your boy, the governor of Minnesota. Sports talk, that is. The big, smooth Vince Wright coming to you live with Sports Done Right. Keep it locked. It's about time you got it right. Up next, it's your boy, the big, smooth Vince Wright. Broadcasting live from the Sportstacular Governor's Mansion. The governor of sports talk, that is. And he's got your ticket to all the latest sports-related news, events, and hot topics. Are you ready to get it right? Sports Done Right. Up next. Hey, what's up, everybody? Vince Wright, the sports governor. Thanks for hanging with me. Two minutes and the show will start. Keep it tuned here. Spreaker.com.
Get your snowcats ready and get over here. Right now? You darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the Situation Room of his lakefront chateau, he's bringing a little color to the voice of Minnesota sports talk and worldwide. His mama calls him Vince, but you can call him Governor. And by way of executive order, he's serving real sports fans a dose of sports done right. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Vince Wright, Sports Gov, back with you. Hope everybody can hear me all right here. It has been a long and winding road trying to get this podcast going up tonight. I don't know if it's on the speaker end. It may have been a little on my end. So I think everything's connected. I think the phone lines are connected. Again, thank you for listening to Vince Wright, the sports governor of the great state of Minnesota. You can follow me on Twitter at the big smooth one. That's the number one after the big smooth. Also check out sports done right. Facebook page W R I G H T for the right. And that is where you can find us and get your kind of drip, drip, drip of daily sports information. Uh, you know, we've had um, actually some new listeners to the show. So let me just kind of uh, go over what we cover here, and I want to say what up to Shelly B. Good to have Shelly B back out there looking good. And Big L, my main man, the one and only troller extraordinaire. Uh, I think he's taking the trolling crown over from another listener, Grego. And um, <laughs> uh, Lorenzo's a good dude, though, in all seriousness. He's down in Little Rock, Arkansas, and we'll... Definitely be getting in some uh, Big Ten SEC basketball as my Golden Gophers will be battling Arkansas here very soon. Gov will be in the house tomorrow night at Williams Arena checking out the Golden Gophers in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. We take on, and this is going to be a great game, by the way, too, some uh, ESPN 2, 815 locally, 915 out east. Golden Gophers taking on the 10th-ranked Miami Hurricanes. So uh, I, I, I mean, very excited. We're very excited up north here for the Golden Gophers this season. It's been them big things, and I, I laughed when – People called them a Final Four team, but with a couple breaks, man, you just <laughs> you just never know. So um, at the half, we got Purdue up 23-22 over 17th-ranked Louisville in their version of the ACC Challenge. Um, we got a couple other games going on here as well, and I'm trying to get that updated for you. Here on Sports Done Right, Iowa-Virginia Tech. That game's coming up. That's at Virginia Tech. Uh, Northwestern down in the ATL, taking on the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. And got a good game going down there. Georgia Tech up 50-49 with ooh, about 53 seconds left. So we'll keep the monitors in the situation room here at the Govs Executive Mansion here tuned on this one. Northwestern 4-2. Georgia Tech off to a 3-1 start. Um, definitely ready for football season to be over at Georgia Tech, I'm sure, after that uh, ass-whooping that the Georgia uh, Dogs put on the uh, interstate rivalry there last week. Obviously, we will definitely get into the college football playoff rankings here. Um, we're going to be talking about these f- fantastic, fantastic Minnesota Vikings. I see you, Big L. Big L, I feel for your Bears, man, but uh, so far so good up here in Viking land. Uh, Case Keenum, 
says, I want this job. It's my job. So we'll talk about the Vikings here. Great win last Thanksgiving in Detroit, Detroit for the rest of the country out there. And uh, heading down to the ATL, baby, that's right. Going down to the X-Squad land. What up to the X-Squad affiliates, by the way, in the chat room. Uh, Big L there in Spreaker.com chat room. Uh, XSquadAffiliates.com. Podcasting partners there, so check them out. Lots of great shows. You'll be hearing some commercials uh, throughout the evening here. Um, so, yeah, we got lots to get into football-wise on the pro side. Um, you know, uh, we got fights breaking out uh, with the Raiders in Denver, uh, Tlaib, Crabtree. Uh, while not a good look, um, it's something that's been simmering for, for a while between those two. Um, just under 20 seconds left, score is still the same down at Georgia Tech. Um and they've just called the timeout, so we will keep you tuned there. Um, what else do we got going on here? Vikings, Gophers, like I said, tomorrow. Uh, Timberwolves. Timberwolves looking all right. And props to Mr. Tyus Jones on his first start yesterday. Um, didn't score a lot of points, but he had a real nice line. Way to be Mr. Tyus Jones. And Timberwolves, hopefully, they can get uh, 50-plus wins this year, which they should do, which they really should do. Um, So with that being said, folks, again, thank you for tuning in on another Tuesday night. I really appreciate all the support, uh, all the direct uh, messages, emails, tweets, all that fun stuff. Thank you for keeping in tune, letting us know that you're listening out there. And, man, I can't tell you, I am... Just jumping over the moon that you listen to us, man. So um, with that being said, I will start here. So I get the old notes prepared. Oh, by the way, um, the tune Black Man Standing that we always play on here a lot by my main man, OSP. Uh, for the local folks here in the Twin Cities, uh, Psycho uh, Entertainment and Records is having OSP's album release party over at the Nomad World Pub. That's this Saturday, December 2nd, 8 p.m. That's over at 501 Cedar Avenue. That's the West Bank area. Uh, University of Minnesota campus, Minneapolis, Minnesota. And uh, my man, man, Robert French, a.k.a. OSP. Um, like I said, those are uh, the Black Man Standing song that everybody seems to love that I play here. Um, Say It Loud's the new album, and man, uh, just I'm very excited, going to be there myself, uh, can't wait, uh, props to uh, Andrea Arlinson, Robbie Rob, Rob Mitchum, my main man, my main, Deuce Co, what's up, uh, doing big things, man, so um, locally, check it out, 8pm, come support this young brother, because uh, he's definitely dope, we'll probably play a couple of his tracks here. Um, during the breaks tonight and oh eight o'clock by the way we got jelani Bodie, the wait a minute show co our host calling in as well to talk a little sports and just kind of check in with jelani see how he's doing see what up to with our main man lopan his sidekick and uh touch bases with him as well and you never know by the way you just might you just might get the first lady on the mic as well here tonight um we will we will definitely check it out here. So, um, Jelani, we are expecting him in about five minutes. 
Um, so with that being said, let's get the show started. Tiger Woods. Tiger, Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all. Uh, Tiger Woods is back. Um, I really don't know what to make of it. But he is back. Um, he is Look, everybody says, oh, he's hitting the ball good, and he's doing this, and he's doing that, and, you know, his swing looks effortless, and keep the expectations in check. We have definitely learned this before, and by the way, he'll be uh, um, at the Hero World Challenge, now if I remember correctly, oh, and by the way, oh, look at this, Georgia Tech at the buzzer, at the buzzer. Over Northwestern, 52-51. to 51. Big 10 goes to 0-3 in the challenge. What's up, Big 10? Let's get it going. Uh, anyway, Georgia Tech, good win for them. So, you know, Tiger Woods comes back. Look, all I want to see from Tiger, complete the tournament pain-free. Okay, there's no cut in this tournament, like I said, if I remember correctly. Um, I don't care where he finishes it, you know. Um, there, Oh, there actually might be a cut in this tournament, so, you know, making the cut, whatever, I don't know. Everybody says he's hitting the ball far, he's hitting the ball deep, he's, you know, it's effortless, it's looking good, we've heard it all before. It's just time to do it, man. Just time to do it. DJ Knox, what's up, by the way? SM, SMTS Radio. I want to say what up to DJ Knox, X-Squad Affiliate. By the way, he does uh, some nice jams, some nice mixing. So make sure you follow him on Spreaker.com. He's joined us in the Spreaker.com chat room. Um, I don't know. Tiger, and I'm looking through my notes here. I think it was back in August 2015. He didn't make the cut. Um, And that was at the Wyndham Championship. Obviously, he hasn't played a lot since with the back issues and everything that's going on with him. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we all love Tiger. Greatest golfer of of the generation. Arguably, even though Jack has more majors... There are people that say he's the greatest golfer ever. Yeah. If Tiger can find it in his head and kind of find peace in between the ears, I think there's still hope for this. And by hope, that means uh, I think he's about three or four tournaments away from breaking Sam Snead's all-time regular PGA tournament record. Uh, I think that's at 82 PGA wins, PGA tournament wins for Sam Snead. Tiger's at 79, I believe. If he can get that record and that, you know, glory to God, the back holds up and everything else. Maybe he can eke a major out. But, you know, we're we're way ahead of ourselves there, man. We are definitely way ahead of ourselves there. But anyway, it's going to be fun tomorrow. You know, whenever Tiger's back, it makes golf worth watching for obvious reasons. And, um, you know, like today, I noticed all day they've been showing highlights of Tiger's major wins. So that just goes to show you that, you know, he's it's still him. It's Tiger and everybody else in terms of moving the needle. I mean, you know, yeah, we got the 
young bunch of players and whatnot in the golf world, but they're not Tiger Woods. And some uh, set record, you know, Jordan Spieth, great player. You know, like watching him. He's got a little bit of attitude to him. I like that. But, you know, we were we're spoiled with Tiger, you know. And it's like, you know, growing up with Jordan. I mean, the shots that he hit, the putts that he made, that's what you don't get nowadays. I mean, you get them here and there from players, you know. So a miraculous shot here, uh, a great putt there. But Tiger, because, again, he spoiled us, we made it the norm. And I see we got one of our main Buckeye backers there in the Spreaker.com chat room. Run CNC, Conrad Cozy, Buckeye backer, or Buckeye backer extraordinaire. Y'all going to be Wisconsin? And Vikings fan as well, which we definitely like to hear, especially because he's coming down there from um, Ohio. But um, anyway, appreciate my man coming through here, uh, Conrad. Um, so as we are waiting for Jelani Bodie to give us a call here, I will start talking about the top four. Clemson, Auburn, Oklahoma, and Wisconsin. Ohio State, are they in if they beat Wisconsin? I don't know. All right, here's our main man here. What's up, Mr. Jelani Bodie? Mr. Governor. Yes, What is going on, sir? Not much, my man. Ladies and gentlemen, the host of the Wait a Minute show. Uh, the one and only Jelani Bodie. Uh, he is uh, the man that makes it happen with that uh, <laughs> that sidekick of his, Mr. Lopan. But anyway, Jelani, what's going on, man, in all seriousness? How you been? I've been good, man. No good, complaints. Good. All right. Um, good Thanksgiving. And into the end of this year. Awesome. Um, took the kid and the wife and the family to Disney World. So oh, nice, <clears throat> nice. All right. It was my... Uh, daughter's birthday she turned the big four you know congrats, so congrats all right cool yeah i bet she loved that i bet both of the kids love that one yeah i came back broke so was, <laughs> everything was good hey uh folks jelani Bodie, michigan fan that he is um yeah you know, let's start there, Jelani. I mean, you, you know, we're we're uh, you know we're into this Jim Harbaugh experiment here. Um, we know the record against kind of the you know the top echelon of the of the Big Ten, uh, not good. And I, I'm starting to hear now, and I've heard this. I heard it on radio earlier today, Jelani, and I I think I heard it on one of the channels, ESPN, Fox, somebody you know flipping. If he doesn't beat Ohio State next year, you know, have a, a very good record, could it start to uh, be the end for Mr. Harbaugh over there already? Uh, this, I'm going to tell you right now, it's already starting. Well, it started it with me. Now. I can, I, I, I can <laughs> right. say that. It started with me because I, I was just having this conversation yesterday with someone, and um, we were talking about Harbaugh and – you know, they were like, well, you know, you got to give him time. And, you know, he just got there. And I was like, no, he's been there for, you know, a few years. And because 
it, it it went by so quick that you know when he left San Fran, we've already they've already San Fran is already on their third coach, you know. Right. Yeah. And so I was going through, it and it's just like, hey, if if you're going to make the one, the first thing is being a Michigan fan or just being you know uh, at Michigan. There's always one goal: be Ohio State. That that's it, and then compete you know for for a championship. Right. And you're not doing either one, and you're making like seven million dollars a year. A whole lot. I think of money. he's. I think, yeah, I think he's the second highest, if not second. I know he's definitely not more uh, lower than third. But it's like you can't be making that much money, right? And you getting your recruits, so you're not, you know, you're not playing with someone else, guys, you know, anymore. Mm-hmm. And you're coming up short, just like, you know, this past Saturday. JT Bear gets hurt. You would think, even though, you know, our defense is not what it was last year, of course, because we had, I think, what, 10, 10 starters uh, to leave for the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, you would think, though, a freshman coming into that situation, you might rattle his cage or something or get him to make a mistake. And that that didn't happen. He came out there, and against our what fifth year quarterback, Corn, you know, O'Corn. So it's like something's got to happen. Something's got to give. You can't be making this much money, and you can't, you know, be putting this type of product out and having these results. And so yeah. I think it starts to. I think it starts this year, and and it just heats up, you know, next year. Now. That's a very good point because here's the thing. I like Harbaugh. I, you know, I, I like kind of, the, you know, that raw rawness that he brings. And, you know, he, he got a lot of attention for obvious reasons when he first got there. But why is Michigan not able to find a decent quarterback, it seems, anymore? Um, you know, I mean, throughout Michigan history, um, going back to the national championship, you know, whether it's Gerback, I mean, hell, you can Tom Brady, even though he's not a heralded college star by any means, but he was in there to, he, he, you know, he could steady the ship, so to speak. Um, like I said, you know, the Gerbacks of the world for you guys, all those people. Michigan's quarterback game is really lacking here the past few years. Is there any hope in terms of uh, you guys got any recruits coming through there, Jelani, to, to kind of, you know, patch that hole up? I'm glad you bring that up because that's what I was going to roll into myself is that we really haven't had a quarterback that was to, you know, and, 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 you know, I'm always running my mouth and talking, but, Mm -hmm. you know, I was talking with someone else. I'm like, I'm done with the, you know, the graduate transfer, the transfer, the transfer, transfer, and the transfer, transfer, transfer. I don't, I don't want any more transfers coming into the program. I listen. Go get it. Let's go get somebody. Let's go get a guy that's freshman or, or you know, sit as a freshman that's going to be able to play as a sophomore that is highly ranked. Now, I will say this, though. You know, with Michigan, a lot of the quarterbacks that have come through there, they have been – I don't want to say serviceable, but they have been uh, b- uh, above average. Let's just say that. I, I, you know, Garbach was great. Tom Brady was great. It, we saw how long it took Brady to, you know, start. We had guys like Drew Henson, you know, Chad Henney, you know, Ty Collins, you know, the list goes on and on and on, you know, as far as like, 
you know, these quarterbacks. And they even Jake Rudder, you know, right now. They've all made it to the NFL, so they've been serviceable, you know, quarterbacks. But the biggest thing, you know, for me with, with Michigan is that, you know, we we used to have that that one running back, you know, like a Leroy Horde. And I'm going far back, right, I'm sorry, right, but, yep. you know, a Tyrone Wheatley, you know, uh, uh, even Tim Biaka Batuka, you know, we, we had that one guy and it looks like we're doing like a running back by committee, you know, with Hignan and, uh, um, uh, Isaac, you know, and other, other guys. So I just think they need to get a quarterback that's going to be better than average. Use your recruitment. I mean, Jim Harbaugh, I mean, he, he's a quarterback himself. He should be able to get someone, you know, at this point, but get someone there. And then also improve upon your skill, you know, skills positions. You know, we haven't, we haven't had, um, even though he didn't pan out in the NFL, we haven't had a, a, a David Terrell that played. Whoops, you there, Jelani? Can you hear me? You know. Oh, okay, there we go. Whoops, Jelani, you're fading in and out on this. Okay, there we go. Okay, there we go. I'm sorry. You You were fading in and out for a second there. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. You could say, you know, has it been, you know, and I I saw Ben, you know, say, you know, the recruitment has fallen off. Has has it been, you know, about trying to overcome, you know, the the Rich Rodriguez days and the the Brady Hoke days? Could be, could be. But, I mean, with with the way – Harbaugh has recruited in the way he has, like you just said, you know, been this rah-rah guy. He, you know, he seems like he's embraced like the whole Twitter thing. He's out there doing music videos, you know, uh, and, and, and all this stuff. It's time to produce. It's, it's time to get the guys and it's time to, to win, you know? So it's, it's, it has to change around. It has to change. If not, they'll, they'll get them out of there. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I was actually, while you were talking there, I pulled up this list um, from Bleacher Report, kind of the top 10 uh, Michigan quarterbacks here. And I'm looking and, you know, I'm not going to go through the whole list, but like I said, names like, you know, Elvis Gerback, he won two Big Ten titles, uh, Tom Brady, um, you know, Brian Greasy, who's not on the list, but I mean, Brian Greasy wasn't too bad. Um, yeah, he helped him win a national championship. Exactly. Drew Henson. Um, you know, one of my favorites, cause I'm, I'm a little bit older than you, but my, the lefty, uh, Rick Leach was, uh, my dude growing up. Um, you know, I thought that dude, you know, he took him to three straight Rose Bowls back in the late seventies, uh, went on to actually have a pro baseball career of all things. But, um, yeah, you know, like I said, Jelani, it was just one of those things I was thinking about, you know, watching the game and stuff, man. It's just, you know, I mean, obviously you, you know, you've had, some some good defenses up there, great receivers, good running backs, but the quarterback, man, um, that's what they really got to really kind of shore up here in the next couple years. Or, yeah, Harbaugh be gone and Michigan to be kind of right back to where they started again, uh, kind of pre-Harbaugh, I think, bro. Exactly. I agree. What else are you looking for? Let's maybe switch it over to the defensive side of the ball. And, again, folks, we got Jelani Bodie. Well, he is the host of the Wait a Minute Show here on Spreaker.com, X-Squad affiliate as well. And I do appreciate him taking a few moments to join us tonight. Um, so, yeah, defensive side of the ball for your Michigan Wolverines here, man. 
Uh, what are we? Where do? Where? Where does Jelani start? I'll just put it to you that way. I, I, they're young. They're still young. Okay. You know, and and you know they're going to make their mistakes. As, as we saw, <clears throat> excuse me, as we saw last year, you know we had a lot of seniors, and that was a pretty good defense. So I, I think it's still going to be, you know, uh, uh, trending upward you know, uh, with it. And they'll still get, you know, a few more, you know, recruits that are going there. You know, they, they're always popping up with, you know, I always see a lot of four star, you know, uh, uh, commitments, not really too many five stars. So, you know, if they can get some five stars, you know, here and there, just to sprinkle in there, I think they'll be all right. But I think they're, you know, they're young and they'll get, you know, better as time goes on. Defense is not really too – the defense is not really a big concern of mine, you know, uh, because they've shown up at times, you know, and and, and sometimes it's just the offense has put them in, you know, situations where it's just like you you can't put your defense, you know, out there going three and outs, you know, or turning a ball over and giving them a short field or or, or something like that. So, you know, some of that is is just – it's like, hey, this is what we got – put into we got to do the best we can and you and you only can ask so much you know from your defense yes indeed and by the way want to welcome the chief rocker jersey Vern, number one chief rocker himself ohio state backer um as we all know uh big ben sutter host of the bs3 sports shows joined us both ex-squad affiliates um, as well here in the Spreaker.com chat room let me ask you this before i get your opinions as a michigan man on Ohio State and what they're looking at here in the conference championship. Uh, just real quick, I want to talk on just the state of Michigan football because, you know, you had a a small little resurgence by the boys in green over there in East Lansing. Um, looking ahead to next year, whose team is the better team in the state of Michigan? Is it your Wolverines or can you be impartial? And if it is true, let me know if it's the Michigan State Spartans. Well, I, I definitely can be impartial. I unfortunately I hate to say it, but I have to give it to Michigan State at this point because this is a head to head. This is not, you know, who's the better, you know, in the conference between the two. And they've had Michigan number. I mean, Michigan had the game one a couple years ago. We know what happened, botch, you know, punt, you know, and everything and that that mm-hmm. you know changed everything and you know, this year, you know, they lost to Michigan State. So as far as, you know, uh, between those two, at this point right now, Michigan State is the, you know, the better, you know, of the two. I I think it's just um, sometimes Michigan still looks at Michigan State as little brother, but and, and, you little know, brother as, as has they, gotten a yeah. lot bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, in real life, when your little brother grows up and all of a sudden it's like, hey, right. man, I used to be able to take this fool down. That ain't necessarily the case anymore, at least not as often as you used to growing up. Um, yeah, Mark D'Antonio really, you know, kind of got him back on track, I thought, this year. And that's why I wanted to ask you the question. I mean, obviously, we're a long way away from games being played, but just kind of as we're going into the practices next year, just kind of. Wanted to see who who was uh, on your list. There's the better team, Jelani. So Jelani, Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. Are you a Detroit Lions fan, sir? I am a Detroit Lions fan. Wasn't that a and great do game? not listen to Big <laughs> L or any of those other people? I'll tell you right now. Yes, 
I am a Detroit Lions fan. And later on this week, your team will be coming south here to the ATL. Yes, we see my second team, the Birds. Yes, so I got two teams. I don't care. Well, let's it's a, start. It's America. That's no, hey, hey, you know the hell I catch, man. People over here talking about I got 30 teams and whatnot. So I think you're okay with two. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. But but any but seriously, man. Uh, last week Thanksgiving, uh, you know, good game, um, interesting game. I thought. Um, obviously, very happy here. My Vikings came out on top because I was very worried. Uh, that you know, Thanksgiving, Detroit on the road. It always seems like that's one of the Vikings kind of catch type of games. But you know, Vikings held on thirty twenty three. Um, why don't you tell me what you saw from your Lions perspective here for all my Vikings fans that are tuning in, Jelani? Slow start. It was. It was. They got off to a slow start. They were playing catch up. Um, to this day, to this minute, to this second. Uh, Detroit still has not established a running game, and and it's all on Stafford, and he has to go out there and and basically you know put some balls at risk. He may and, and some of the throws that he made, especially the one to Marvin Jones where uh, Xavier Rose and I forgot I think it was Terrence Newman that was both covering him and where he put that ball for that touchdown. Right. It's just you know that's what they need you know for Matthew Stafford to 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 win games but i think they just ran out of time they were making a you know a comeback uh i was i was really surprised because you know the past few few years on thanksgiving games matthew stafford has really had a good game he i think he threw for four touchdowns uh when they played the eagles and i think they played uh green bay and he threw for three touchdowns so he got off to you know a slow start you know as well but i think the biggest thing is on the defensive side mm-hmm I, I I haven't seen Ziggy Ansah, so if someone else has, please let me know. I mean, he got a sack on Thursday, but he he was he was acting like it was his 11th sack of the year, and I'm like, no, you don't get to act like that. So they they haven't gotten the pressure, you know, that they that they had got last year, and, and in some games, you know, this year. So uh, Case Keenum got to give him credit. I mean, he he yeah. was you know steady. And, and he righted the ship, uh, Adam Thielen. I mean, even though I do not like, you know, the NFC North. I mean, <laughs> how can you? How can you not like Adam Thielen and his story? You well, know, yeah, it, and and that's all they seem to play on here. Oh, the 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 local kid, Detroit Lakes, uh, you know, which is a small town up in northern Minnesota, goes to the Division Two uh, Minnesota State, Mankato, that whole thing. And, you know, it's 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 a great story, but I'm really just focused on him on the field. And I think people need to really yeah. pay attention to this dude because he's on pace right now uh, to have the greatest uh, receiving um, year in Vikings history outside of Randy uh, Moss. And yeah, if, if he gets a couple more games in like he's had, Jelani, he might actually break Moss's record. So, I mean, what that dude yeah. is doing really needs to, you know, land him in Hawaii or wherever that Pro Bowl is going to be. Oh, he's going to the Pro Bowl. I, I already got him, you know, going to the Pro Bowl. I even voted for him to go to the Pro Bowl. Oh. Um, we thank he, you on, he on is, behalf of the Vikings fans, Jelani. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, um, here's the thing about Adam Thielen, too, is that deceptive speed, because I've seen him pull away from people, but the other thing, you know about it. 
coming into you know coming into this season, remember everyone looked at him as the number two behind Diggs, mm-hmm. and and it's like Diggs is playing second fiddle to him, you know. Yeah, and and, and by the and, way, not and, having a bad year himself—that's the funny thing about it. right. Exactly, and and it's like and it's one thing you know for a guy you know to have one good game or maybe a second you know game, but he's he's having consistent you know uh, uh, success, and he is. They said maybe not that, you know, I won't say, you know, like double teams like Antonio Brown or anything like that, but people are game planning for him. And in the NFL, usually you have a couple good games, and then once when they game plan for you, that kind of changes. That's not changing with Adam Thielen. You know, he is still producing. So this, he he's the real deal. And, and, and the folks are going to find out, and they may have to find out the hard way. You know, after he done put up, you know, 100 yards and two touchdowns on him. Yeah, and outran him, by the way, too, on that, like he did on that one touchdown back in, um, uh, having the mind blank here. But anyway, you know, that's the thing, man. Adam Thielen, stud, Stephon Diggs, definitely doing his thing. You know, I mean, he's got almost 600 yards himself. Thielen's already over 1,000. Um 70 receptions definitely like you said will be in the pro bowl this year uh speaking of detroit though let me flip it back to uh detroit i did have a question here on amir abdullah what's going on with him is he going to be part of your lions future or is it just kind of going back to the drawing board and trying to find another running back there going back to the drawing board it is okay and finding finding another running a running back because i mean one i mean i like uh, abdullah but here are the facts he hasn't been the most healthiest person during his stay you know in detroit right that's not you know i mean there, there's no there's no pill or there's no you know there's nothing you really can take you know to prevent injuries it's a violent game so people just get hurt you know but the other thing is is that you look at since he's come out of college and, and, and we and, you know we drafted him, you look at guys that the Lions have missed on, you know, um, and they weren't first-round guys. You know, I'm not talking about the Leonard Fournettes or, you know, your Melvin Gordons right, or your Christian right, McCaffreys right. or anything like that. I'm talking about one guy we got, two guys actually, Devontae Freeman. He was a, a middle-round pick. I think he went third or fourth. Evan Coleman, I think he went third or fourth. Uh, uh, Chicago, they got Thomas Howard, you know, or Jordan Howard, I'm sorry. You know, um, so it's been other guys that, you know, have, have come out, uh, even Jay Ajayi, you know, and, and it's just like you look at those guys and you look at Abdullah, I think Abdullah went in the second round, and it's like we, you know, you have to be able to do something. And you you might can blame the line a little bit or anything okay. like that, but that's going to be hard saying that in Detroit. And, and it's not a fair comparison, but it's kind of hard saying in Detroit when you had a guy like Barry Sanders, who we all know made a lot of those plays himself because her line was not, you know, a stellar line or anything like that. But you gotta you you have an above average quarterback and Matthew Stafford, and you're not giving him what he needs. You're not giving right. the team what you need. I'll use your team. I'll reference back to your team. When Dalvin Cook went down, everybody was like, it's over. 
I was right there yeah. leading the charge. It's, it's done. I mean, again, it was, you know, it wasn't quite as bad as when Teddy got hurt, but again, it had that feel with the fans again. It's just, you know, we can't have nice things in Minnesota. You know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> and yeah, uh, and obviously it, it, it's, it's playing out like it's playing out. So I guess I just tell people, I guess we, uh, you know, just don't jump the gun on things and just let it play out. You never know what will happen because I, I mean, we've talked about it and, and you know, on all these other shows we listen to sports-wise, man, when we had to, you know, throw Case Keenum in there, yeah, season done. And now look at it. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't We didn't even draft – we didn't even draft a running back this year, uh, this past season. Right. And you, you had guys like Jamal Williams, that's in Green Bay. You got Aaron Jones. You had uh, Samaje Piran, you got Marlon Mack. Mm-hmm. You know, you had guys that you could have drafted, you know, right. to go with Abdullah. You know, because at this point, I'm like, put Zach Zinner in. <laughs> let, <laughs> let him play. Exactly. I like oh, Zach Zinner, you exactly. know. Put him in. Hey, let me welcome real quick Clay Davis is up in the joint tonight. He's joining us in the Spreaker.com chat room. What's up, Clay Davis? Got my main man, Jelani Bodie, on the line. Jelani, do you got a few more minutes to hang out, man? Because I it's I don't get to talk to you a lot between all the shows we both do and everything else, man. I, I got to talk to you about these Falcons, man. Yeah, I got a little time. All right, I got well, time. Hey, man, well, let's talk about them. Falcons. What are you liking about them? What are you not liking about your squad down there, especially as these uh, Minnesota Vikings come to town? I'm looking at uh, receiving yards by wide or receiving yards by wide receiver duo. Um, Smith, Brown, and Pittsburgh are the top. They got 21 touchdowns, over 1,700 yards. Number two, Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs, 20 touchdowns, over 1,600 yards, and not far behind. Julio and Mr. Sanu with Atlanta, 21 touchdowns. So let's get to it, man. Um, Vikings coming to town this weekend. Big, huge. Can this potentially be another NFC Championship preview with the Falcons coming up to our new Dome Stadium and upsetting us again? This could be. Dude, I, 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 I had a premonition almost the other day. I was thinking about it, Jelani, and I was like, you know, yeah, outside of, you know, the 15-1 and record and stuff, we might wind up seeing Atlanta at an NFC Championship game at this new stadium, and I don't know if I necessarily want to see that. <laughs> Pos- yeah, possibly. Now, before, before. We, we get to that, though, yeah, I mean Atlanta has Atlanta has a lot of work that they got to get through because one thing they've only played well at this point now they played two uh, divisional games. You know, before last week they had only played one, so they got you know they had five division games coming up out of the next six weeks. So um, they still got two against uh, New Orleans. They got another one against uh, Tampa and another one against Carolina. You know, coming up, so they're going to need to take care of the division. They need to win, you know, uh, this week as well Um, because I said at the beginning of the season, I I told Falcon fans, I said, look, don't expect, you know, this this high power, you know, uh, uh, offense that that we saw last year, you know, is going to be different, you know, and and there's going to be some some struggles involved. Now, I did not know it was going to be the struggles of losing to the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins. That was, you know, unexpected. 
But, you know, they're pretty much where they were last year before they got hot and they went on that run, you know, uh, with their record. So they need to take care of, of home field. They got you guys this week, and then they got uh, New Orleans on a Thursday night, you know. Yeah. So th- they've had three home games in a row, and then they're going to go, you know, go out on the road. But they they could do this, and, and I see them, you know, doing this. They're going to need Devontae back, of course, and hopefully, you know, he'll be able to play. He hasn't played the last two games because of a concussion, you know. And Julio came alive, uh, which in a big way, you know, uh, but he's kind of had Tampa's number anyway. He's had, he's had big games against Tampa anyway, so I'm not, you know, surprised, you know, by that. Um, but the defense, defense, you know, I don't know. That that kind of, you know, I'm a little worried because well, Trufant, you know, he had well, a bad yeah. injury. And that's the thing, too, because don't forget, man, you know, we've been talking about these wide receivers, and again, this is Sports Done Right, Vince Wright, the sports governor of Minnesota. With my very special guest, Jelani Bodie, the host of the Wait a Minute show out there, Speaker.com, XSquadAffiliates.com as well. But uh, Latavius Murray, man, is starting to heat up for, you know, out of our backfield as well. So now we're starting to put together a little running threat for your defense down there. Um, you know, our, our, our offensive line up here hasn't given up a sack in a long time after being really the uh, Achilles heel of our team. Can uh, your defensive line get pressure on Case Keenum? And also, as Case has proven, he's pretty good outside the pocket there. I mean, the guy can scramble. He can run. Um, How do you see the defense of the Falcons being able to try and handle uh, Case Keenum and Murray like that? You said it exactly. They're going to have to keep keep him inside the pocket. The biggest thing that the Falcons have had problems with for for multiple years has been – quarterbacks that can get outside of the pocket that you know can can extend the play you know and you know can run upfield and that's something case Keenum, you know can can do he's, he's not michael vick or, or aaron Rodgers or anything like that but he doesn't have to be he just has to keep the play alive because like you we were just talking about he got guys like kyle rudolph uh Thielen and, and Diggs out there uh that will you know get open eventually so uh they're gonna have to um collapse the pocket uh with you know brooks reed we're gonna need brooks reed you know to to get in adrian claiborne ladies and gentlemen i'm gonna tell you right now when that happened against the the cowboys that was uh what you call a blue moon and even he knows it you know because he had only had two sacks on the year up until that point so you know you can't just depend on that uh it's gonna have to be guys like grady jarrett who push you know push the pocket, but also, you know, push up the middle of the field. So they, they can do it, but it has to be consistently. And right. then, and then on the, uh, on the secondary, you can't have, you know, silly penalties. Sometimes they have these silly penalties. Robert offers been known, okay. you know, to catch a pass interference, you know, uh, pretty much once a game, it seems like, but it's going to be a struggle because I mean, Give Minnesota credit; they are a very good offense. So they're they're not right. going against you know a powder puff team. No. Well, and also I think where we're gonna you know where I think we have the edges on the defensive side of the ball. You know, um, Harrison Smith he's uh, leading the team in interceptions. He's tied for tenth in the league. 
uh, Eric Kendricks, um, you know, solid linebacker for us. Um, you know, and Barr, obviously, he's gotten a lot of pub because of the hit he put on um, um, Rodgers. And the big man, Everson Griffin, who's leading or tied, I should say, in uh, sacks with 12 this year, um, leading the NFL. Um, that's the third time in his, his career that he's actually gotten a double digit sack. So um, I'm just looking for some constant pressure. And I think if our Vikings can really kind of, you know, keep Freeman in check early and obviously, you know, you got a great quarterback down there in Matt Ryan. But I think if we can uh, maybe put pressure on him, I think the Vikings find a way to get out of the ATL with, um, you know, I would maybe call it a 28-20 win, 28-21, maybe 28-24, somewhere in that range. But I really think it's the Vikings defense that's going to put the pressure on the Dirty Birds down there, Jelani. And in the end, it might be the Vikings defense that actually kind of wins the game for him, so to speak. Gotcha. I, I now I'm of course I'm going to disagree with you there, governor. <laughs> of but course, of course, you know well, I got more. Before you, you know, get started, bro, I'm sorry. I mean, before you get started, I just got to acknowledge Chief Rocker as he's out here talking about. I'm giving you softball questions and whatnot. Um, you know, of course, he is an Ohio State fan, but we'll leave it at that. But Jersey, I see you, and I will get to your questions here in a moment. Jelani, finish your thoughts, sir. I'm so sorry. Oh, no problem. Um, I got it a little bit closer. I got it more like twenty, you know, seventeen. I can, uh, I can definitely Falcons. see that as well. Yeah. Um, I, I could see, you know, uh, depending on you know Matt Bryan a little bit more, you know, for field goals, right? You know, uh, maybe some some offensive drives might stall out. Um, but for me, the Falcons are going to have to establish the run game. And I, I, that's where I think they will win. I know you said on the defense, but if they can uh, keep the defense on the field, eventually they will get tired. And no, then they will exactly. break a run off. Exactly. So I, I think that's where, you know, they're they're going to win. I mean, Xavier Rhodes, uh, his eyes are going to be wide open because um, he saw what Julio did, you know, uh, last week, and they, they're going to do everything in their power to, you know, which they always do to, to try and slow him down. You know, uh, we haven't gotten the the um, the contribution like we did last year from like Taylor Gabriel, you know, and, and Justin Hardy, you know, but I just think really, you know, it's going to be a, a tight game. 2017 is what I'm going to call it. I can definitely see that. So, again, we got to stop the running backs, Coleman Freeman, um, I think if we are able to do that early on and kind of get some pressure um, going early, like I said, I can definitely see that 2017 mark. I think uh, they score a few more points than that. But, uh, yeah, as long as the Vikings win on our end, we're all good, man. So, Jelani, um, before I let you get out of here, my man, what else is happening in the world? Tell the people about your show, you know, where they can find you. What's what's happening with Jelani? I'm so glad you asked that. Uh, pretty much, um, you can find me on on Wednesdays, which is tomorrow. Of course, I'll be doing a show at 9 p.m. on the Two Live Stews, um, <clears throat> excuse me, Radio.com. So you can just right. go to the website and uh, at 9 p.m. you'll see it there, and you can just click on it. Also, I got my own show that I do as well uh, on Saturdays. Same thing, the Wait a Minute Show. That is at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can go to the Wait a Minute Show dot com 
and click on episodes, and you can also listen to the show uh, there. And on Saturdays, uh, I like to say double duty because I try and broadcast it on Facebook Live as well, so you can watch it uh, you know, if you, and you don't yeah, have time or you can you listen to it. You do a great job with that Facebook Live, too. And it's something that I always keep saying that I'm going to start doing because – you know, quite honestly, man, it's, you know, the video, just the, the, you know, being able to see you, that's what people really like, man. So, uh, keep doing what you're doing there as well. And, um, you know, one other thing, Jelani, what's up with Lopan? What's up with the side man here? Uh, you know, uh, real famous. He kind of stays, you know, you know, in the shadows of the show, so to speak, he pops out every once in a while, but the people want to know what's up with Lopan. Well, Lopan, you know, he's a he's a complicated man, you know. Uh, <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> but he, you know, he he goes through his his emotions at times. Because like right now, we're we're not speaking to each other because he mad. What he he mad he mad because I I, I went to Orlando, which I told him months in advance that I was going to Disney World, That's and. Cool. I don't know for whatever reason he felt that it was upon me to fund his transportation to Orlando. And I'm like, no, sir, you're, you, I don't, I don't get to file you for taxes and, and, and get a return, you know, on you. So you got to co- come up with the money yourself. He didn't. I love him. Plain and simple. I had a good time. Exactly. Maybe I made, maybe it was a little bad. You know, I sent a couple <laughs> pictures of us having a good time, but Hey, it is what it is, you know, but Lopan, you know, he's just a, he's a complicated dude. But, you know, at the end of the day, he's one of them dudes. He always got your back when you need him. I hear you, man. I hear you. All right, folks. Again, this is let Jamal. me say one last oh, thing. Yeah, yes, please. One last ahead. thing. One okay. last thing. Uh, please, please. I've put this on. Uh, I got oh, uh, yes, Twitter yes, yes, and also yes. on uh, Facebook. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can go to the website, thewaitaminuteshow.com. We are running a toy drive yes. uh, until December 16th. Our goal, we, we set a big goal, so we're trying to get there. We set a goal of $1,000. Uh, basically, you know, there's a lot of kids that's out there that, you know, I myself and everyone else, you know, in this chat room can, can you know, appreciate this. You know, we're, we may not have everything, but... You know, we got enough, and there's still, though, kids out there and families who do not have, you know, uh, some of the blessings that, you know, we have. So I'm out here trying to, you know, reach this $1,000 uh, to get toys for kids. Or if you live in the Atlanta area and you just got a toy that you want to buy and give it, you know, give it to me, you can do that as well. But if you want to donate, you can just go to the thewaitaminuteshow.com. There are two uh, buttons uh, or links, however way you want it. Uh, one, it says donate. That is for PayPal. So you can send a donation to PayPal or you can go to the GoFundMe. You'll see the other button on there that says, you know, GoFundMe and you can just donate. And I would appreciate it. And I mean anything. When I say anything, anything, if it's 50 cents, if it's 25 cents, if it's right. a dime, whatever it is, you know, just, I mean, you got some extra change, you know, instead of, you know, just throwing it away. Send it and donate it. We'll exactly. we'll take it. And tomorrow's show, special show, nine o'clock Eastern Standard Time, two live studiosradio.com. We will be giving away three portable Bluetooth speakers. We're having oh, a nice. trivia contest. So it's real easy. We'll ask the question. It'll be you you whoever calls in, the first person that calls in, okay. you get your choice. You get either entertainment, sports, or music. And we'll ask a trivial question. You get it right, you get yourself a free Bluetooth 
portable speaker, and we'll send out. So we're doing three of those on Wednesday, nice. and then we'll do another three on Saturday, um, Eastern Standard Time at 8 p.m. So please join in, donate. We'll appreciate it. We're going to have a good time like we always do. And blow pan, we'll be back on good terms, there and we we'll go. be ready to go. I'm telling you, man, it's the holiday season. Uh, no need to be shady. I mean, you know, and, and plus, like Jelani said, let's help the kids out. Um, do you have a specific group you're helping out, Jelani, or are you just helping anybody in general? Or Yes, the, uh, it is Helping Hands. Uh, they are located here, uh, actually, Dallas, Georgia. A lot of people don't know there's oh, a Dallas, okay. Georgia. <laughs> nice. But they are located in, yeah, they're located in Dallas, Georgia. Uh, I've been, you know, um, giving them toys for the past three years. I think this would be my oh, fourth year, okay. you know, with it. So, uh, they make sure it gets to the kids, you know, that not, you know, that's not getting anything, you know, or like the families to help out with the families because they're trying to put something together to get the kids, you know, something. So they make sure it gets to the right place, you know, uh, and, and it's not, you know, going somewhere else crazy. Hey, man, we will definitely be uh, supporting you. I'll be getting that on the Sports Done Right Facebook page, uh, getting the Twitter going, everything we can do to help you out. I'll definitely be donating as well. Uh, great cause. And like Jelani's reminding us, man, it's that time of year, man. So um, be be thankful for what you got, but definitely it's it's time to remember those that are less fortunate. Jelani, thank you, brother. I appreciate it. I'm going to have to listen to tomorrow's show on demand because I'm going to be at the uh, go for basketball game. Um, but, hey, man, thank you for coming through tonight, man. It's always a pleasure to have you on. And uh, my best to the family. And uh, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays, homie. No problem. I appreciate it. And Chief Haka, screw Ohio State. <laughs> there it is. There it is. All right, Jelani, you take care, my man. All right. <laughs> okay, peace. All right, Jelani Bodie, <laughs> host of the Wait a Minute Show. All right, appreciate him coming through here. Um, Jelani, like I said, getting the word out there. So make sure you follow him. Make sure you donate as well. And like I said, I'll get all the information out there to you as well. And uh, we will help him get to that $1,000 goal to help the kids down there in Dallas, Georgia. And um, it's that time of year, man. So, um, you know, do what you can. That's all that matters. And, um, hey, it's that time of year again, man. So, all right, we are going to take a quick break here. I'm going to play a couple songs here by OSP. Again, he's got his uh, album uh, debut party here at Nomad over on the West Bank, University of Minnesota campus, Minneapolis. Uh, We're going to play a little Black Man Standing some other cuts here um, as well. When we come back here in a few moments, um, Jersey Vern, it sounds like uh, the chief rocker himself is going to come through because uh, we'll continue along the NFL talk here, his New York Giants disappointing season, but uh, they are going with Geno Smith as the starter. And we'll get not only chief rockers thoughts on that, but you know, just to see his reactions, uh, Eli Manning's uh, said some, some things, but we'll get it all from our, our main man there. And um, before I do that, <laughs> I saw Jersey going off in our Spreaker.com chat room. Uh, Run CNC uh, Conrad says Vikings looking at getting the dub down in the ATL. Roads closed on Julio and that Vikings pass rush. Woo! Should be a good game. It really should. But I think the Vikings defense 
is the reason I am going with the Vikings this weekend as well. So let me do that. Let me uh, get the break going here. We'll definitely read more chat when we get in. Like I said, I don't get a lot of time to talk to my main man, Jelani Bodie, like I used to. Um, we're already an hour into the show. Um, so we will take our first break. When we come back, we will talk about the top four teams in the country. We'll talk NFL. Um, can Miami find the way back in? Can Ohio State find the way in? Um, what do you think of Oklahoma? And are you sick of their quarterback starting to get, I mean, he's basically been given the Heisman Trophy. So that being said, we will be right back. Vince Wright, the sports gabna here on Spreaker.com. This is Sports Done Right. Tuesday night edition. Keep it tuned here. Hi, this is Terry Crews, actor, former football player, game show host, father of five, and all around big dude. I'm also an expert on drama. I know all kinds of drama. There's the good kind that comes with having a house full of kids, there's the bad kind like season ending injuries, there's the necessary kind like having an agent in Hollywood. And there's silly drama, like the drama around my percolating pectorals. And then there's the drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your high school diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. Or text DIPLOMA to 97779. Message and data rates may apply. Reply STOP to opt out. That's DIPLOMA to 97779. And leave the drama to actors like me. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council. Ladies and gentlemen, hear me and hear me good. If you like sports, then you like the Wait a Minute Show. If you like comedy, then you like the Wait a Minute Show. If you like a different opinion coming from a different angle, then you like the Wait a Minute Show. So join me Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with your host, Jelani J.B. Bodie. J.B. Bodie. And of course, my man Lopan on the wait a minute show.com. Ain't that right, Lopan? This is a podcast. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Vince Wright, the sports governor, chilling with Mr. Cabal himself, Jersey Vern, the chief rocker. Jets, Giants, Rangers, Knicks, Islanders, my main man's got it covered. And plus, he's from New York, y'all. Start spreading the news. You don't usually get a stock tip from a 16-year-old, but I'm here to tell you about a different kind of stock. It's called Better Futures. A stock for social change that's not about making money. Instead, you invest to help students like me go to college. This is beyond a simple donation. It's the opportunity for America to invest in its kids and take an active stake in the future of the country. The return on your investment isn't money. What you get back is knowing you protected our potential. So one day, that potential can grow up to become surgeons and architects, executives and engineers. People who can change the future just by being a part of it. My name is Alicia, and I'm your dividend. Invest in better futures with UNCF. Visit uncf.org invest. A mind is a terrible thing to waste, but a wonderful thing to invest in. A public service announcement brought to you by UNCF and the Ad Council. 
gotta be candid. Black male under pressure, only the strong can stand it. Ghetto pastures, full of coulda, woulda, shouldas, and caskets. Situations critical, tragic. Still can't figure out how age left magic. But I guess if you make enough money, you'll make magic. It's hard to be all you can be when all that you see is death and disease. Black ministers raping the seeds. In the streets, we ain't escaping the heat, we raising it. Them seeds roaming the same streets, but who raising them? Obama ain't filling them bullets when they grazing them. Sentences don't get taken when the coroners are praising them. Nope, it ain't phasing none of them cats. Afghanistan, we warm right here where we at. It's a fact, love it or hate it, the economy's makeshift. Still gotta get paid, but still dodging the haters. Land of the freezer, landfill. Smell the hatred, 2000 now, nothing's taboo or safe. Life's a soap opera, prepare for speed knots landing. I ain't never scared, I'm a black man standing. Imagine living on an all-black planet. With tall buildings made of all-black granite. No black on black crime is how I plan it. But every black woman be a black man standing. Failure's not an option, cause that's demanded. By the earth she frail, she need a black man standing. We celebrate just MLK, not Malcolm, Marcus Garvey, Fred Hampton, or Eldridge Cleaver. How do the government really see us? Integrated, not assimilated, searching for white Jesus. My thesis are work in progress, too much info to process. Nymphos in the projects, birthing babies with limited promise. We in a race for more than land and dollars. We gon' lose if you plan to follow. President's policies is borrowed. Sock puppet politics is so hollow. It's a scam on tomorrow. I know we black, y'all, but that's about it. That war overseas, man, that's about chips. Healthcare reform, that's about rich folks and their benefits. Freedom by any means, never been more relevant. Four cash turning credits, and I registered my melanin. I be rebelling, military-minded with my regiment. Life's a soap opera, prepare for speed knots landing. I ain't never scared, I'm a black man man standing imagine living on an all-black planet with tall buildings made of all black granite no black on black crime is how i plan it but every black woman be a black man standing failure's not an option because that's demanded by the earth she frail she need a black man standing she need a black man standing she need a black man standing
Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right, and now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of sports talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Now, let's get back to the show. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, sports done right. The sports governor, Vince Wright, coming to you live from the great state of Minnesota. Um, I will get into a little gopher kind of year in football talk at the end of the show there. Uh, Jersey Vern, the chief rocker is going to be calling in here. Um, any moment, uh, I want to get his take on the giants and his beloved Ohio state Buckeyes. There's Jersey. One moment. Jersey Vern, what's happening, brother? What's going on? Come on, guess who stepped in the road? One and uh, only. That's right, the Chief yeah. Rocker himself, Jersey Vern. And Jersey, my man, first off, thank you again for joining us here. I know you're a very busy dude, and anytime we can get you, I appreciate it, man. But let me ask you this. Um, we finally got a change in New York, man. Geno Smith is getting the start for your Giants. Jersey, I'm just going to clear the runway for you, brother. I'm going to get out your way here and let you have at it, man. Um, what do you think is going to happen here? I mean, I know it's the end of the year and all this stuff, but, you know, he's in. We had uh, Eli, you know, kind of saying some of the right things, but throwing a, you know, a little shady, who knows. But what do you think, brother? All right, first and foremost, man, you know, uh, I tell everybody every year, you know, the last three years we've been knowing each other. I've been podcasting. You know, I've been on people's shows. And I'll be letting y'all know. I know people. I have a I have a friend in the office of the Giants. And I have a friend in the office of the Knicks. Right? right? And they tell me some things. They don't tell me everything. But they tell me some things. Because some things they can't tell me because it's real confidential. But this right here had been told to me a long time ago that Eli Numbers was, you know, just like uh, tomorrow you can say one, and then the next day you can say zero. Right. You know, that's just how his numbers was. And um, I said yesterday on my show on the Stewart Network Entertainment that uh, Eli done. I said he was done. You know, people don't believe me. He's done. See, first and foremost, right, Eli Manning uh, gets a lot of credit for a lot of stuff 
that he did. And right. to me, it was a team effort them two Super Bowls. The playoff stretch, I can give Eli a lot of that credit because he took a beating. And all the playoff games that he won on the road, he took a beating. So I give him credit for the playoff game. But the Super Bowls against New England, Justin Tuck should have been the MVP of both games. But Justin Tuck kept his faith and Brady's face all game long. When Brady went up to step up in the middle of the pocket, who was there? Justin Tuck. So he didn't get his just due. They gave it to Eli. They gave it to the quarterback. Eli made a play in each Super Bowl. Right. And, I mean, one play? Come on. So that shows you they was very biased back in the day. But I don't care about that. My team won the Super Bowl. But this is the thing. They gave Eli the option to start this game set Sunday to keep his streak live, right? Eli told him, no, if you want to play the other guys, because they said, Eli, we're going to let you start to keep your streak going. But Ben McAdoo said, I want to get the other guys in so I can see what I got. We're trying to win. So in other words, they let Eli know that they're not winning with him, you know? Because, see, this is the thing. People give Ben McAdoo a bad rep. But what Ben McAdoo been doing ever since they lost those four close games uh, early in the season, he's been going back to the videotape to see who's not closing games, who's not doing what they're doing, and why they keep blaming the offensive line when it's not really always the offensive line. If you if you sit back there like that, I, I watch every game. If you sit home and count how many seconds Eli Manning is in that pocket before they get to him, oh, there's a lot of times they get to him quick. Because you know why? After a while, the line gets tired of blocking, and he ain't throwing the ball. Or if he's throwing the ball, he's throwing it over the receiver head. He got wide open receivers throwing over the head. Right. He's undercutting, shooting them. Because uh, I think Eli is to the point now he's nervous in the pocket. And he never oh, used to yeah, be like yeah. that. Yeah, I, I totally yeah. agree with you, Jersey. And, I mean, we've talked about that so many times. You know, he just he don't look right back there and like he's playing scared all the time. And, and and to have a young team like he has, I mean, he has, let me see, he had, I could say, three good wide receivers because um, England is not a tight end. He's a big wide receiver. Right. He should have been over there. He should have been over there uh, on the other side where uh, uh, Brandon Marshall was. You know, we should have never picked Brandon Marshall up. But we picked up two big tight ends, the one from the Vikings and another cat we picked up um you know, uh, before the uh, camp started, right? So we got we had two big um, tight ends. They should have made Marshall the outside receiver along with Beckham and Keith Shepard in the slot. That's our future. And see, this is what happened. The reason we don't have no starting receivers in the uh, game no more is because of Eli. You know, you say, Keith, how you going to blame Eli for that? How you going to blame Eli for that? Because Eli was throwing slant patterns when you throw a slant, I played quarterback my senior year in high school. When you throw a slant pattern, Vince, you do not throw that high. A slant pattern is supposed to be down so that either the receiver can run to it or he can go low and get it. Not never high. Because you put it up high. That's where they get laid out. Exactly. Ribs. Yeah. Ribs and everything. Preseason. How do you think the guy from uh, Cleveland got uh, Eli? Not Eli, but um, Beckham. Right. Up in the air on a slant panel, you know. Um, so this is my thing, right? It's time 
for us to make a move and make a change, right? I don't believe in all this black-white quarterback thing. I believe in a quarterback knowing how to throw the ball to his receivers and knowing how to move around that pocket or get out of that pocket. Eli got two left feet. He can't get out the pocket. He better not be able to get out the pocket. You know, he made well, a couple it, of runs Exactly, this year. Jersey. And, and also, and, and bro, I'm sorry to mean to cut you off, but, you know, I yeah, mean, ahead, how, how old is he? I mean, he's 36, 37 now, too. I mean, Eli's been yeah. around the block for a minute, and that's the other thing that people well, he, keep forgetting. Well, he's been doing this ever since he first came to the league. Eli was never a quarterback to get out the pocket. His daddy and Cup and Clip taught him how to stay in the fucking pocket. Didn't his father take a beat when he was with New Orleans? Back in the days, you may yeah. not really know too much about that. Oh, no, but no. I, I grew up Archie watching Madden. Archie. Yeah, he, okay. he got demolished down there in New Orleans. You know what I'm saying? So that's all his father taught his sons is how to stay in that fucking pocket, how to audible, how to read defense, you know, and, and, and that's it, you know. Eli came up with a different generation where them quarterbacks in his generation, like Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers know how to move out the pocket. Ben Rosenberg, he know how to move out the pocket. It's just lately Ben can't get out that pocket like he used to, you know. Jersey, let me ask you this real quick because I, I actually had a couple notes that I – a couple things I, I want to make sure I bring I up with him. But what about the relationship with Eli Manning – and uh, Coach McAdoo, I hear that that's kind of been on the strain here lately. I've read some things, you know, New York Press. Uh, McAdoo blamed Manning for the delay of game penalty at the goal line and the week two loss to the Giants. I was reading in Bleacher Report. How, how does that relationship, which, uh, you know, probably started okay, kind of gone south? Okay, this is, how, this is how it goes, right? Eli Manning, every Monday, he's on a show with Mike Francesa. My Francesca getting ready to lead the fan after 30 years, right? So he got the show with Eli every Monday at 5 o'clock. I listen to the show every Monday, right? My Francesca walks Eli through, like, so, that's why I said that about you and Jelani, with softball questions. Like, he's, Mike Francesca blamed everything on the team and the coach instead of blaming on Eli. Mike only said once or two times that, well, Eli, you made a bad play here there. But, you know, it's not really all your fault because the line this, the line that. You see what I'm saying? So all that starts from that right there. You know, I mean, if your team and your coaches hand you on there being led to the situation you've been led to as far as downing everybody else on your team or your coaches, I mean, there ain't no more respect, man. So McAdoo, what he started doing, Vince, was mm-hmm. before the team watched him, right, or before he makes the film mandatory for everybody to watch, he was watching it with the general manager, Jerry Reed. They did it after the season last year, too. See, I know all this shit from my buddy telling me. After the season last year, they went up over all the films throughout the season and the playoffs, right? right? And they was trying to detect what went wrong, why it went wrong, who ain't doing what they're supposed to do, and what we need to do to make it better. So he break down the film and you know, the reason Eric Flowers looks so bad is because if a man take a while outside uh, rush on you, right, the quarterback's supposed to step where that tackle left because it's wide open. You can throw. You got lanes to throw them. Right. You know, I never do that. Stay back there, then he bends down, and he gets sacked. You know, 
or is it his ball gets tapped, or he throw an interception, or very rarely he throws it away to the right people and that's the ground or out of bounds. You know, he always throwing it to somebody's hands. If you look at Eli interceptions, most of them is in the middle of the field. Teams start dropping back in the middle of the field. They don't play the outside. It's tough. A lot of teams play two men to the outside because a lot of teams run those deep um, post patterns from right, the outside. Exactly. Yep. You don't throw it inside because that's Eli bread and butter. He loves throwing the ball in the middle of the field. That's why a lot of his passes get picked off. Right. We lost a lease in the last – Six years, and, and it's on paper. We lost at least interceptions in the middle of the field. Eli threw late in the game. You and know, so he's been deteriorating for a while now. It's just that, you know, everybody giving him that glory for the Super Bowl. Right. right. You know, that's how and, Cochran stays so long. Glory of coaching the team. When, you, when, you're, when your job on the line, you brought the team to the Super Bowl. Right That's on. bullshit, man. If you got a good <laughs> ass defense, if you got a good ass defense, and they playing lights out ball, I mean, it's gonna make any team look good. The whole thing, right? So okay. you know, I, I, I'm like this, but it was time for him to go. They gave him the opportunity to start. He didn't want to start. You know, he said, well, that's the direction you want to go. Ain't no right, need for yeah. me to start to keep the streak going. Yeah, and I was you looking know? at a Twitter feed over at uh, Pat Leonard there, and, uh, you know, the, he's got, you know, the Manning's at his locker, and he's damn near in tears. And, you know, it's just he like, wasn't come on, tears. Yeah, I mean. He wasn't tears. I mean, it wasn't, they wasn't screaming down. You know, you can hold tears, you know what I'm saying, until – you know, people leave from around you and you really by yourself and it really comes down on you, then you'll break down and right. cry. He was he was in tears. You can hear his voice. Even though he's always goofy like that anyway when he had press conference, but you can tell this was more of a hurting feeling. It was a goofy, hurting feeling. Like Griff on my show, the comedian from down here. Right. He said, Eli, uh, his daddy, whenever his daddy leave the room, Eli go bite the wall. That's what he was doing. And he was biting his locker, man, after the press conference was over, man. Because he's mad, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's more like a Jerry kid, man, to me. Because he don't never take shit serious. I want a quarterback that take it serious. Go hit something. Kick something. Throw right. the Gatorade thing down. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? He don't never do that. He walks to the sideline with his arms all up and like, go all this, man. Right. What did I do? Or either, why you ain't catch the ball? Why you ain't throw me the goddamn ball right? You know? well, exactly, I mean, and and real quick, Jersey, I just wanted to get in here on uh, just a quick NBA note real quick. Blake Griffin uh, suffers a sprained MCL in his left knee. Uh, he could be – yeah, he could be out up to two months, they're saying here. So uh, another I mean, bad break why, for him. Why even, why even come back if you Blake Griffin? Why even come back, man? Every fucking year you're hurt. You know what I'm saying? It's never time that you play a whole damn season – and I, I know, and, and it was his teammate. For paying well, that and his also teammate. it was his teammate that ran into his knee, you know, on that play last night. And and that was the first thing I said, man, because he obviously went down in pain. It looked bad and all that. And I was just like, this dude cannot catch a break. And if I was him, no, I mean, he, honestly, I would say, look, I got I got the money. You know, I'm Blake Griffin. Right. I'll, I'll have the – if he's not married, I think he's got oh, a nice little honey. You know, it might be time to take the money and run. 
Yeah, uh, him and Derrick Rose, man, they both on that same collision course, man. You know what I'm saying? They need to go be on the chair, uh, the uh, wheelchair team, the league and shit, you know. But that's where they both going to end up at, in wheelchairs, man, because you know, both of them stay hurt every year, man. Yeah. It's, it's the same old story, man. Uh, well, you, you know, know? And, and real quick here, and, and we'll get back to the Giants, but what are your right. thoughts on Derrick Rose? I mean, Derrick Rose with the Cavs. You know, it looks like he's probably going to have to hang it up, too. Vince, you know what? If you a person that constantly getting hurt every year, wouldn't you try to find the best, uh, or, uh, what they call it, orthopedic surgeon, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Well, which I'm sure uh, they do. Best, the best therapist, right? Yeah. You know, and continue to work on your body. Uh, I mean, people are always talking about eating the right food. I think if you eat a couple of soul food, then Dennis. You'll be all right. You know what I'm saying? I don't see too many jokers that looking healthy and a little, you know, you may say a little overweight. I don't see a lot of them getting hurt like that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, no, I, 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 mean, I hear you, but I think, Jersey, there's just a couple dudes that just, I don't know if they just have, I don't know if it's in the DNA or whatever, man, but he just, he stays hurt. Just like we were talking about Blake. You know, D. Rose just, you know, once he, uh, you know, broke his leg, uh, you know, those years ago, he ain't been right since. You know what I told, because uh, I'm going to the uh, doctor and the therapist, man, because, uh, you know, my night job, they had these cheap-ass folding chairs we had to sit in, you know, after, after we finished scanning people, you know, we ain't standing up all night, right? you know, I go sit down. I went to sit down one time, man, a motherfucking chair broke, man, and I fell to the ground and shit, so, you know, my lower back, the same lower back I hurt when I was uh, driving trucks. Right. At the post office, I re-entered that, right? And um, I took, like I told the doctor today, listen, I'm 57 years old. I played ball all three sports and ran track, right, mm-hmm. for so many years, right? And never had no serious operation, never had no surgeries or nothing. And here it is, I'm working and getting hurt, hurt my back two times, you know? Right. So this is my thing right here. If these ball players can't stay healthy and they getting paid millions of dollars to do this, I'm not getting paid that. And then, you know, I got hurt, you know. If right, they getting yeah, paid millions yeah. of dollars to do that, man, ain't there some way you should be able to take care of yourself, man, better than what you're doing? You know what I'm saying? Leave them that shit alone out that you're doing. I think you got a lot to do with they, they um, after, after, you know, after court game or after field game. I think that's what it is. Their private life is what's killing them, man. Oh. You know, and I really, I really feel that's what it is, man. Yep. Because you look at some players that don't have big time, bright light, big city lives after they finish practice or games, and you know, you don't never see them hurt or nothing like that. You know, well, look at Eli. Eli don't do a damn thing. We all know that Eli ain't never been hurt. How many years? Fourteen yep. years in the league? No, no, you're Eli, right. That's you're right. Like, Hey, real quick, you know? I just want to say what up to uh, Grego joining us here in the Spreaker.com chat room, the Patriot fan extraordinary joining us. So what up, Grego? And uh, Miss Mocha Bella, I forgot to say what up to Miss Mocha a little earlier. She's been in the chat for a little bit. The queen of uh, the Miami-Dade region down there in the 305. Thank you for joining us as well. Um, so, yeah, Jersey, um, getting back to the Giants, man, let me ask you this. 
you know, because uh-huh. outside of, uh, you know, uh, Mayfield here at Oklahoma, I'm not really impressed. Not that I'm overly impressed with him at quarterback, but I'm, I'm not really sold on any of these quarterbacks kind of coming out of college. What do your New York Giants do if uh, Geno doesn't impress here maybe these last few games? Um, you know, I know they got the other kid, Webb, you know, the, who knows there. But, I mean, do they try and draft another guy? What's the move? Honestly, honestly, and, uh, and, this, and this is the real deal. I don't think that quarterback on our roster would be the quarterback we're looking for as moving on with. Uh, I'm going to tell you who I like. And my friend that works in the front office said that um, if he's around, I don't think it's going to be their first-round draft pick. But if he's around in the next round that they go, that they're going to pick him up. Because they like his agility, his ability, how he stands in the pocket, and how he knows how to get out the pocket. Lamar Jackson will be our second pick if um, he's around when we draft, you know, on our second pick. The Giants will pick him up, you know. But I don't think neither quarterback we have now will be the starting quarterback for the Giants next year. I, I could definitely see that. So do they make a move maybe in this draft to try and get the, the kid from Oklahoma? Um, is there somebody else out there we don't know about who they have an eye on? Uh, Rosen at UCLA or something? I don't know. I mean, I'm not impressed by any of these college uh, quarterbacks. I don't. I don't like Baker Mayfield. He he will not last in New York because of uh, you know the things he done in college. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he wouldn't last in New York, man, because uh, they take they take a lot of things personal. When you come there, that's a blue top. That's a blue collar type team. Right. You know they bring their hard pads, pails, and and lunch boxes and all that to to work, right? And um, you know all that celebrity shit and all that glamour. You know this team is not that type of team. This team is all about hard work. You know we may have a flamboyant player like an ODB, but that was his lifestyle all along. So we can we can deal with that. But everybody else, man, is blue collar, man. And Baker Mayfield is the type of person that, man, all he want to do is, 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 is party and, and he want to play. He's another Johnny Manziel. He's headed that way. It's just that he have a coach right now that's keeping him under wraps right now at the time being. But if it wasn't for that coach, he would be out there loose too, man. I read some stories about him, man. You know, um, this guy that works with me, he's alumni. He don't work with me. I, I drive him in the mm-hmm. shuttle. He's alumni from Oklahoma. And uh, he told me a lot of stories about uh, Baker Mayfield, man. You know, he said, I love him as a quarterback, but in the pros, he's going to be reckless in the bandit. He said that he played just like that. And that's a, that's a player from his team. You what know, about, so um, I don't look jo- at him coming. What about Josh Rosen? Uh, Trey has joined us. And uh, by the way, uh, Trey, you guys did a great job on your show uh, earlier, Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Again, uh, X-Squad Affiliates. Make sure you're following them on Spreaker.com as well. So, Jersey, uh, they ask about Rosen. Uh, that's the UCLA quarterback. Uh, can he fit in for your Giants, maybe? Are you familiar with uh, him? I know, you, you know you're know you out there know, on the yeah, East Coast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I seen him against Memphis, man. Uh, that was a hell of a fun game. Yeah, it was, yeah, Memphis yeah. But, yeah, uh, uh, he slings that ball. He, he definitely slings it, man. Uh, one thing I like about him, he know how to get out of the pocket. I'm looking for a quarterback that can get out the pocket. You know what I'm saying? Okay. That has pocket presence, but know how to get out of it 
when it's time to get out of it, you know. And because uh, I'm tired of these here quarterbacks that just sit back there, sit back there, sit back there. I mean, listen, after three seconds, if you ain't got nobody, you need to start making some type of adjustment, you know, move around and whatnot. And you need a quarterback to move around because right. Odell Beckham Jr., Shepard, and, and Ingram will follow you, you know. Yep. They will make themselves available for you. Everybody that plays with Eli, all these young receivers, they know he's not getting out the pocket. So, you know, it's hard to try to find another way. If you covered on one pattern, it's hard to try to find another way to go. You know, this bitch is going to be sacked in another second. Right. Hey, folks, this is why we love him, man. We got the uh, Chief Rocker Jersey Vern, a main man from the New York metro area, now living in the ATL. Um, folks in the chat room here, and again, Vince Wright, Sports Done Right, another Tuesday night edition here at Spreaker.com, XSquadAffiliates.com. Uh, Grego says Odell would love Baker. Um, I don't uh, who. What do you think about that? Uh, Baker or Rosen, who do you think would uh, be better throwing it to ODB? Well, you know what? I know what I'm going to do this week because um, – only seen Baker play two times. I don't know if he's consistent with it. You know what I'm going to do this week? He's playing a TCU team yeah, that's going to beat them. Big game. If he have a great game against them and he throw that ball like he should, so see, their running game helps him out a lot. But they got a running back that's hell. I wish we could get him, you know. Uh, he saves that offense a lot. So if I can see Baker Mayfield lead that team with his arm this this week against TCU, then I may, you know, feel good about him. But doing it at the time being, I'd rather go with um, the USC co- quarterback or the UCLA quarterback or Lamar Jackson. Those are my three top quarterbacks right now that will fit our offense, man. That will that would love to throw it to the receivers we have. All right. Um, what about the defense for your Giants? Um, what are you looking for there to be taken care of over the off season? Uh, all I'm looking for is a new defensive coordinator that's going to discipline them because we're in the wrong position a lot of times. We miss too many damn tackles. Tell me something, Vince. How you get this old in life and don't know how to fucking tackle, man? <laughs> I, I understand the little PAL kid or right. early high school freshman ain't tackling right. I understand that they got time to learn. But you're a grown-ass man and you can't tackle? Or you just don't want to tackle. You know, it got to be one or another. But, I mean, I've seen too many missed tackles, and I've seen too many people in the wrong mm-hmm. place. And I blame Spagnolia because he's not getting on them. I've never seen him on the sideline getting on them. All I see him over there doing is calling the next defensive play. Come on, exactly. man. If I was um, a defensive coordinator, I'd be halfway on the field. Tell my man, what the fuck is you doing? You know, that's how you got to talk to these million-dollar players, man. <laughs> Get up in their grill, go, man. man, exactly. Yeah. I'm now, not losing my job because you want to fancy your ass around here. Right. And do what you want <laughs> Exactly. And by the way, folks, uh, in the ACC Big Ten Challenge, Purdue has knocked off number 17 Louisville, 66-57. Wow. So that wow. is uh, that's actually the Big Ten's first win in this uh, little challenge thing here. So uh, congrats to Purdue. And uh, we'll check in here as we got Iowa out at, I think they're playing, yeah, Virginia Tech. And uh, Virginia Tech's up 50-4 to four on, on the Iowa Hawkeyes. So, Jersey, 
Let's move it from yeah. uh, the pro to the college. Um, lots of uh, big things happening in college. Bama goes down. Uh, the, my Hurricanes go down. Wisconsin trounces my Gophers. Um, Clemson wins. Uh, Auburn. I mean, it's it's all up in the air. And now it's come down. We got um, Clemson number one, followed by Auburn number two. Oklahoma's number three. And the Badgers of Wisconsin are number four. Um, is there any way if Ohio State wins again over Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship game? And I, I know you went to school there. You're a true homer, but make the case for them to get back into the college football playoffs if they win the Big Ten championship this weekend. Okay, this is what's going to definitely have to happen. Oklahoma going to have to lose. Wisconsin going to have to get beat down by Ohio State, right? And then you mean beat down, right? Either Clemson, either Clemson or – uh, Auburn, Auburn. got to lose, okay. right? Yeah. Because pe- people in there talking about Bama moving up, you got to remember two things, and I want you to remember this, and everybody listening. One thing is Ohio State athletic director is on the NCAA basketball committee, all right? He's not on the football committee, but the basketball and football, they go hand-in-hand. They are friends but they are cohesion, um, you know, representative, right? So a favor may come from there, and plus Alabama got a 62, 62 strength of schedule. Uh, that's their strength of schedule, 62. Ohio State is in the 30s, the low 30s. So how will a 62nd strength be a 32nd or 37th strength team, you know, Alabama there now, they just showing them some love. But after all these upsets this week, any amount of money, they may make it, but Ohio State going to have a spot too. Because them three, three teams got to uh, lose for uh, Bama to get in. But Ohio State, only two teams got to win. I mean, lose. Three got to lose for Alabama to get in. Two got to lose for Ohio State to get in. You saying that's difficult? How the fuck that's going to happen? Or how they gonna go about doing that, Chief Rocket? Remember last year, Penn State was ahead of us. Came down to the uh, that championship series, um, SEC and all them playing championship games, Big Ten. Penn State won, and they were still ahead of us. But what happened when they went to go vote? Good point. Good point, man. What so, happened when they went to go vote? Yeah. It's all about the voting, man. It's all about what you what you do in these games, man. And they're going to look at a lot of things, man. Right now, they're just picking and weaving. They're playing with a lot of people's emotions right now. But when that last week comes and they get in that room back there, whoever gets uh, – somebody said whoever gets the most money will make it in there. <laughs> I'm starting to believe that shit, though, Vince. You know, whoever <laughs> got the most money to get their committee, they're going to be up in there. You know, so it's going to be – it's going to be – but you know what? I'm going to put it to you like this. If Ohio State don't make it, they can't blame nobody but themselves. Ain't nowhere in hell you supposed to have lost to Iowa. But if that's the case, Oklahoma lost to Iowa State. Uh, Clemson lost to Syracuse. Uh, who else out there lost the game? Uh, uh, Alabama, they lost to Auburn. But Auburn got two losses. 
right? Um, Georgia lost to Auburn. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, how could you really detect this, man? I mean, it's just too close. It's too close to call. But I'm going to always say my Buckeyes going to be there because that's my school. I ride and die. All right, man. I appreciate your love for your school, man. Um, what? Let me ask you this. Um, what would it take for Wisconsin to win this game against your team? Uh, well, <laughs> they better bring a little extra beef out there because, uh, I mean, Ohio State owned Wisconsin, man. You know that. Wisconsin was playing better than us the year we beat them. The year Cordell came out there and beat him, you know. We got almost the same scenario. I don't think Barrett going to be ready uh, for this game, you know, and Urban Meyer better not try to force him. What Urban Meyer needs to do is let our backup quarterback just go up in there and do what he can do. And I think he can do a damn good job just let the man play the game, you know, and don't try to hold back on what he do. Let them play the game, man. Let's go in there and blow Wisconsin out. You know? All right. All right. I hear you, dog. I hear you. So, um, before I let you get out of here, Jersey, just thoughts real quick on uh, Auburn, um, Oklahoma, Clemson. Um, what do you see happening there? How do you see this thing shaking out? Um, let's let's maybe say with Ohio State in the mix. Say your team finds okay. a way to get back in there. This is this is what I want to happen. I want Miami to beat Clemson because Miami lost to Pitt. I want us to beat Wisconsin. I want TCU to beat Oklahoma, right? And I want Georgia to beat Auburn because Auburn beat Georgia and Alabama, two number one teams when they was number one. So if all that can happen like that. Ohio State looking good, man. And see, this is what I don't like, man. And I, I, I swear to God that this is some old biased bullshit. Ain't no way in hell Ohio State should be behind Miami right now just because Miami got one loss. It shouldn't be behind Miami. Miami lost to Syracuse. Syracuse is garbage in uh, ACC, right? Mm-hmm. So how is Miami number seven? We number eight, right? I'm trying to figure out who's number six. We should be ahead of number 16, too, you know. Alabama's fifth, uh, followed by Georgia six. No, Alabama's fifth. Yeah, so Georgia's Georgia six. six. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, well, well, you can't say too much about that. But Georgia's strength of schedule ain't that tough either. The toughest well, game Georgia played this year was, was Auburn. Auburn and Alabama, toughest games they played this year. I mean, Alabama and Georgia, toughest games they played this year was goddamn Auburn. If you look at their schedule... Look at who they played, man. Look at who they played. You know, Alabama had three cupcakes on their schedule this year. When I say cupcake, I don't mean a team that's like uh, in the bottom division of a, uh, a, a Pac-12 team or Big Ten team. You know, and the these other thing. These, these are conferences that's not even ever heard of. You know, and I heard, you know, I was listening the other or it might have been yesterday, actually, uh, Colin Cowherd, and I put it up on the – the uh, two live stew Facebook page and I, and I caught some yeah. heat for it, but you know, he was talking about how Bama, you know, whenever they play their big, uh, you know, big games, you know, that start out the year and whatnot, they're, they're never on the road. Really. They're always at neutral sites. 
you know, uh, the oh, Florida yeah. State game. You know, they're playing at Dallas. Uh, they're playing Atlanta. in Atlanta. You know, again next year with right. Louisville. And I, you know, I, yeah. I had never even thought about that before. And he, and you know, and he's like, well, hey, you know, they've won a fair share of them. You know, they're they're still Alabama. But it is funny how, you know, Nick Saban gets to kind of master that schedule a little bit. And, you know, I, yeah, you notice because I would love to see Alabama go into, you know, Florida State and then go, you know, into these big stadiums on the road um, outside of Auburn and then really see what they can do. But that's just me. I mean, look at us. Look at us. We went to Oklahoma last year. That's why when people talk that shit about Oklahoma beat us, we went to Oklahoma last year and beat them. You know, they just paid us back for their home field beating them last year, you know. And and, and I really feel the reason we got beat, man, because we took them lightly. They out-strengthened us. They out-quicked us. And uh, they had a better game plan, man. They knew what they wanted to do. They know how to, they wanted to attack, and they attacked it, you know. So that's, that's how we lost that game, man. We wasn't ready. Just like the Iowa game, we wasn't ready. I blame Urban Meyer for all this not being ready because you have too much good talent. Like Jelani like said earlier, Michigan got young players. What do you think Ohio State got? It's only, it's only two seniors, really, that get some playing time on Ohio State. Everybody else is sophomore, juniors, redshirt freshmen, and true freshmen. Right, right. You know? And and they got a bunch of redshirt freshmen waiting to come next year. And then they got another good draft class coming. So, I mean, we dumb too. <laughs> I mean, shit. Uh, the oldest well, person on Ohio State team, uh, I think is a lineman. I can't think of his name. But he's the, only one, the oldest one on offense. Him and Barrett, J.T. Barrett, is the oldest two on the offense. Well, Grego, fair point. Grego in the chat room here, Jersey says, unfortunately, Bama doesn't make their schedule. They just play whoever's in front of them and beat the teams that they that's, should beat. They don't, make the, they don't make the SEC schedule, but they pick the out-of-conference games. So you need to stop that BS, Grego. You know what I'm saying? You just started watching college basketball, college football. So how are you going to sit there and say, they pick the <laughs> opponents out of schedule? <laughs> The eight, the SEC schedule, the league do that, and then the league is gonna be buying stores, Bama. Come on now, Nick Saban, the the, the the almost billion dollar coach. You think they ain't gonna look out for him? No, this is a. Come on now. Exactly, exactly. Well, Jersey man, let me do this, man. Before we get you out of here, um, as as we always do, let the people know where they can find you. I mean, you know, you got all kinds of shows all the time. The hardest working man in podcasting right here, Jersey Vern. So, uh, man, tell the people where they can catch up to you, man. Well, uh, you know, I'm on Instagram. All you got to do, look up Jersey, you know, Chief Roger, anything. Anything like that, you're going to find me. You know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I got two Twitter pages, you know. Right. So uh, it ain't hard to find me. Just, you know, go there and look. But as far as shows, hey, man, it's about that time. I'm going to be coming on on a regular tip, man. It's just that you got to find your spot these days, man. Yeah, I know. Like we got day, so many man. shows, man. We got five <laughs> shows on on a Tuesday. Yeah, I would exactly. never try to come on Tuesday. You know, you know uh, the, the, only reason, have... the only reason I do, Jersey, um, 
obviously there's so much you've that, been you doing know, it for a long well that yeah and 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 people like because it's like i get so focused on the chat room and the live interaction i you know we forget there's other people listening to these shows out here too so you know when i didn't right, come on yeah. for a couple of weeks i had a couple of people right. actually hit me up on twitter going dude where Brother, you been what you doing you know let me tell you something when your chat room got 12 to 15 people when the show's over you know, sometimes I got damn near 200 people that didn't listen to the damn show. Mm-hmm. So, it, it don't, like, like I said, like I tell everybody, I don't give a damn if I got a chat room or not. You know why? Exactly, because I yeah. talk anyway. Because I'll you get those stats. Exactly. And also, you get the stats back and you realize that people are listening anyway. So, that's, yeah, that's why I stick right. with it on the Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, definitely that, man. But, um, you know, if I didn't work Wednesday, Thursday, Friday nights, man. Friday is so wide open, man. I would have me a show on a Friday evening, man, because Friday's not a good night for me to go out. I'd rather go out on a Saturday night. But um, I would come on Friday night, man, because it's a lot you can talk about, a lot going on on Friday night. I got a TV in my studio, so, you know, that even helps out a little bit too, man, because you can look at something and then you can speak on it. You know what I'm saying? People don't know, people don't realize to do a show without having any commercials or nothing like that, any type of breaks, man, and whatnot. Oh, I can't uh, do it, man. That's it's tough. I mean, that's why I give you, you just, props for you, for doing it. Hey, man, you just got you just got to know how to talk. You got to have that get the gap, man. And I just just you do. You know, <laughs> I just get that momentum, you know. And then you got people like Greg O, Big Al, you know, a couple other people <laughs> in the chat room. You know, they talking all that shit at you. They bringing shit to you. You got to shut them down. You got to let them know who the fucking boss of this show. I'll run this. All right? I'll run this. You know, you can make your opinion, but I'm going to let you know how I feel. You know? So that makes it go too, man. You know, this podcast thing is is real good due to the fact that, man, a lot of my time is spent either listening to shows or, uh, you know, participating in shows or whatever, man, or either doing a show. You know, that's how big this podcast is. And I, I love it, man. You know, so uh, I'm gonna try to continue doing it, man. Maybe one day I'll, I'll get lucky and get big before I get late into my 60s or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, continue to move on. But right now, I'm just keep doing what I'm doing and just bring the gospel. You know. There you go, man. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, brother. Nothing wrong with that. All right, Jersey. Well, listen, man. I'll let you get out of here. Uh, as always, my friend Jersey Vern. Uh, I appreciate you coming through. I uh, appreciate everything you do, my man, and uh, just keep doing it, brother. Just keep doing it. Yeah, Hennessy on deck. <laughs> yes. On top. Yes. I'm digging in. All right. I'll holler at you, man. All yeah, right, man. Day, man. You hey, too, man. brother. Good days, bro. All right. Hey, and best to moms too, man. We 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 praying for moms. Oh, definitely that, bro. I'll holler at you. Okay. Peace out. All right, folks. The one... And only Jersey Burn. Appreciate Jersey coming through here. Again, this is Sports Done Right. Uh, we're going to take one last break, get into our last segment. Uh, been taking some heat for the Wisconsin fans here, so uh, might have to give a little props here to the Badgers of all teams as they came in here and smoked the Gophers. Again, 
Gophers have not beaten them since 2003. Um, got some friends actually down uh, that went to school down there in Madison. Have uh, kind of started a little repertoire with some Wisconsin people over Twitter. You know, having some fun, going back and forth there. And as I am trying to expand the show, I did tell a friend of mine that I would probably have to give Wisconsin some props at the end of the show. Um, can't get around it. So uh, we're going to take our last little break here. When we come back, we are going to talk a little bit more college football. Going to wrap it up on the gopher season. We are going to uh, give Wisconsin some props. And again, uh, the top four is set. We got championship games this weekend. TCU, can they upset? Um, Ohio State technically looking to upset the Badgers. Um, Auburn. Georgia. This Georgia got the dog power to take out Auburn. Um, can Auburn get back in there and uh, contend for another championship for them? I don't know, but we'll talk about it in our last segment when we get back after the break here. So again, Vince Wright, sports governor, the great state of Minnesota. By the way, ACC Big Ten Challenge tomorrow. I will be there. Miami comes to town. University of Miami Hurricanes, 10th ranked. Going up against our Golden Gophers. And oh, I guess real quick before um, I do go to break. Yes, those Golden, those same Golden Gophers that beat the University of Alabama after a scrape breaks out. Um, a lot of a lot of crap, a lot of shit talking between these two teams erupted in a, a little skirmish where the Alabama bench, all five of them got ejected from the game. And it started as five on four. Okay. <laughs> and Avery Johnson said, nope, we're playing. We're playing. We're not forfeiting nothing. So it started with five on five on four. Um, Gophers leading by 14 points. Over 10 minutes left. Um, Alabama's point guard gets injured. He has to go out. He, I mean, I mean, he like rolled his ankle. Homie's gone. Five on three. And yes, Grego Sexton really almost did pull off a miracle because the Gophers squandered that lead. I cannot now. This game was only available on Facebook here locally, um, so I'm watching on my phone and then switched over to my tablet here and couldn't believe what I was watching. Um, I had saw on Twitter the the Twitter feed about the Gophers and you know and how they're playing five on three. So I'm like, okay, let me check this out. What's going on? And Sexton, and and props to Alabama, man. I mean, honestly, five on three. Five on three, down by double digits, and you come back to get it to 83-80. Gophers come down, miss a shot, get the, Bama gets the rebound, and now they can tie or, I mean, this was crazy. It was nuts, man. But props to the Alabama Crimson Tides basketball team. Because who knew they had one, right? Um, uh, And by the way, I got a couple new Alabama contacts going to be coming on the show in the future. Uh, Bama Bo, who uh, I've been hanging out with on Twitter. And uh, she actually does a show with Larry B over at IE Sports Radio where she talks uh, SEC um, unfortunately she's on actually me and Larry's show kind of run over each other. So I may have to actually tape an interview with her, but, uh, she's a lot of fun, knows a lot about sec football and especially Alabama. 
So um, anyway, down that's down the future. But yeah, man, it was uh, as Greg calls it, straight street ball mode. Absolutely. Um, but again, props to Alabama because with three people on the court, Gophers with a full team, and the Gophers almost blow it. Now, us Gopher fans, look, a win is a win is a win. It, yeah, it's embarrassing. Uh, nobody had ever seen anything like that, as uh, Coach Patino had said, and the players involved. But, hey, we move on because we got a big, big scrap tomorrow, like I said. Uh, Miami comes to town. Miami is no joke, by the way, folks. Um, the thing that uh, the Gophers are going to have to do is put that game out of their existence. It happened. It was what it was. You move on. It's that simple, right? Um, so I am very, very excited. Me and Angie, my wife, the first lady of uh, Minnesota sports, are heading over. It's a late start for us tomorrow. The game starts locally at 8.15. That is going to be on ESPN2. As part of the uh, ACC Big Ten Challenge again, like I said. But again, 815 Williams Arena here locally. And um, I'll tell you what, man. Minnesota, Gopher fans, Minnesota, very excited. Because if they're able to pull this victory off, we got Arkansas coming up. But man, this could really, really be the start of a uh, <laughs> very, very special season. So we'll see. Um, what happens there? Props to Jordan Murphy, by the way, named the Big Ten's Player of the Week for the third week uh, running there. So props to him. Way to go, Jordan Murphy, uh, averaging 22 points, 12 rebounds through the first seven games of this year. Uh, like we said, the Gophers are ranked 12th nationally. Uh, Miami, 10. And... Um, Man, Patino's doing a good job. Patino is doing a good job. That's all I got to say. Um, very excited. Uh, he, By the way, congrats to Coach Patino for winning his 100th game Saturday against Alabama when that was all said and done as well. Um, Miami is the highest-ranked non-conference opponent to come to the barn. That's what we call Williams Arena here for folks around the country. In 19 years, um, when our Gophers, who were fourth-ranked, defeated or excuse me, when then number four ranked Cincinnati defeated the Gophers, who were ranked 17th. That was back in 1998. So um, can't wait. Dewan Hewell, I hope that's how you say his name. He's the guy you got to watch with the Miami Hurricanes. He's averaging uh, just over 13 points, one of two Miami scorers in double digits. Miami is playing its first road game, or true road game of the season. It's only trip away from Coral Gables so far has been a 57-46 neutral site win over LaSalle. And that was up in Reading, Pennsylvania. Um, Gophers have amassed a record of 33-40 uh, and 40 against the current ACE membership of the ACC. So this is going to be a lot of fun tomorrow night, man. The barn should be pretty close to sold out, if not sold out. Been a lot of talk going on here locally, sports talk, radio. And um, I can't wait. I'm going to try and do a little live remote with my Spreaker app on the phone and uh, see if we can do that. Uh, take it how you can get it. I hear you, Big Ben. Uh, we are not North Carolina. But um, like I said, there's been a couple of people that said the Gophers, you know, with a little luck and the way it breaks out, might be a Final Four squad. And 
Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not quite there yet, but I'm a little closer than the gov was before. So let's get into our last break of the evening here. Um, when we come back, like I said, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, go for football talk. We're going to put a bow on that for the year, and I got to give Wisconsin some props. So uh, Vince Wright, sports governor, I'll be right back. Keep it tuned here. Hey, what's up, everybody? Vince Wright. You know me as the sports governor. The ladies call me the big smooth one. But I'm coming to you live from Minneapolis, St. Paul, and we're bringing you sports done right every Tuesday night. Make sure you keep it tuned to Spreaker.com, XSquadAffiliates.com, and now proud to be associated with Two Live Stews Radio. I'm Vince Wright, the sports governor, and I approve this message. gentlemen hear me and hear me good if you like sports then you like the wait a minute show if you like comedy then you like the wait a minute show if you like a different opinion coming from a different angle then you like the wait a minute show so join me saturday 8 p.m eastern standard time with your host jelani jb Bodie, and of course my man lopan on the wait a minute show Ain't that right, low pan? Dear John, I'm leaving. Uncontrolled high blood pressure is serious, and I can quit whenever I want. Why can't we get back to when you checked on me? I don't want to leave, but remember, when I quit, you quit. Sincerely, your heart. Listen to your heart and don't let it quit on you. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get yours to a healthy range today. For help keeping yours at a healthy range, text PRESSURE to 97779. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. Man, do I love card night. You ready, boys? You got a king? Go, fish that! Oh, come on! (laughs) This is WWE superstar Titus O'Neil. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
It's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right, and now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of sports talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, folks, let's wrap it up here. Vince Wright, Sports Gov, another fun-filled Tuesday night edition and unfortunately, I have to give some props to the University of Wisconsin football team. Damn, damn, damn. Patrick Crawl out there, dude I grew up with. Big red dude, the big redhead, my main man who went to school there at Madison. Um, new little Twitter buddy, Shannon. What up to her, by the way? Uh, what up to Patrick? And all the other Badger backers out there, you did it again. Not that we ever had a chance, mind you. And by the way, uh, looks like Virginia Tech is uh, going to defeat Iowa here in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. They're up by about 20 with about a minute left. But, um, hey, props to Wisconsin. I mean, look, I've said it before on my show, and it pains me because I am a Gopher alum. I am a Minnesota graduate. I am a Minnesota kid. And it sucks. Um, That was Bruno Mars, by the way. Song was called Calling All My Lovelies um, after the Rolling Stones miss you. So, again, yes, that was Bruno Mars for everybody inquiring in the Spreaker.com chat room. But, hey, Barry Alvarez came down there, resurrected a, a dormant program, did it the right way. And in the football, basketball, they are – a top 20, um, not, not, they're not ranked in basketball this year, at least not yet, but we've seen what they've done the past few years and I got to give it to them, man. You know, I've been to Madison plenty of times. A lot of friends that went to school there. It's a great campus, a lot of fun hanging out on uh, Lake Mendota. Expansive, expansive campus seems to go forever down there. Uh, Minnesota's a little more compact, but you know, Wisconsin does it all right. You know, they do it the right way. And um, there's a lot of jealousy in my voice. There's a lot of jealousy in my hatred for them. <laughs> but um, in, in all honesty, I've, I've been down there. I've had great times, good people. Um, you know, it's only three, three and a half hour drive. And, you know, I, I live 10 minutes from the Wisconsin border, as I've said before here in the Eastern Metro out here in Gorgeous Woodbury, Minnesota. But um, so Wisconsin. Now, will they win this weekend? JT Barrett a little shaken up. That's the X factor right there. Uh, you know, JT. I think what he only threw the ball. I think two or three times last week or something. Some crazy like that. 
But um, props to the Wisconsin Badgers once again. There I said it. For all my Twitter Bucky Badger backers, you got it. <laughs> um, there's always next year. There's always this basketball season too. So maybe we can get a little payback on the hardwood. Um, I hope so. I really do. But uh, uh, we will see what ha- what happens. I, you know, if if JT's feeling all right for some reason, I think just Ohio State finds a way. But you know, these streaks got to end sometimes, and Wisconsin's been there the past few years, so is this their time to finally get over the hump and get into the national championship uh, playoff? We will see. So uh, this weekend, um, kind of, obviously, we got the conference championship games. Last, uh, we got Stanford, USC. That's Friday. Um, we have, here are your Saturday games. Central Florida and Memphis, uh, Central Florida looking to do some big things. I think stay undefeated there. All right, here we go. TCU and Oklahoma. That is uh, 1130. Start Central time, I believe. Um, TCU looking to pull the upset and uh, take down Oklahoma University and put the brakes on Oklahoma getting a second shot at this thing, by the way, too. The big one in a lot of people's eyes, especially down south, Georgia, Auburn. Can the Bulldogs come back, get focused, and um, see what they can do against a very resurgent and obviously on top of the world Auburn team? Uh, Auburn's doing big things. Uh, out west, the game doesn't matter for anything, but Boise State, Fresno State. Then Big Ten Championship, Ohio State, Wisconsin, 7 o'clock Saturday night. And likewise, you have Miami and Clemson, the Hurricanes, one last-ditch effort if they can take down, which is uh, now the number one team, number one Clemson Tigers, can a one-loss Miami team with a win over a number one team um, lay a claim as well and get in there to battle with Wisconsin if Wisconsin should win and uh, the rest of them. So it's going to be fun. We may try and do... Maybe a, a quick live show Saturday night in reaction to these games coming in on Saturday and getting set up uh, for the uh, bowl bids. But again, a lot of fun coming up Saturday. Um, I can't wait to check it out. Uh, Big Ten tomorrow night. Uh, tonight, NBA Cavaliers and the Heat. And actually, give me one second here. We'll give you some NBA scores and we'll get on out of here. Want to thank everybody again for tuning in to uh, the Sports Done Right show. You can find me on Twitter, Vince Wright, the Sports Gov, um, at the Big Smooth One. That's the number one. Again, on Facebook, Sports Done Right, W R I G H T, the the name of the show. And um, you know, check us out. Oh, Instagram. That's right. I keep forgetting. I got an Instagram account, Sports Done Right, Vince Wright. Look for me there as well. Uh, maybe I'll do some Snapchat. Maybe we get signed up for that as well. Who knows? But anyway, um, be cool, everybody. Uh, tonight, Cleveland 108-97 over the Heat. Uh, Cleveland starting to find their groove again, 14-7. and The Heat are 10-10. and Phoenix Suns with a win over the hapless Chicago Bulls. Bulls are 3-16. and Ugh. Booker led the way, 33 points. Suns are 8 and 14, 104.99 for Phoenix, and uh, the Wizards 92 to 89 over 
the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, we'll have a little more Timberwolves talk on our next show. Really wanted to focus in on the football here. Again, the Vikings going down to the ATL. Huge game. Possible playoff implications. Well, well, yeah, definite playoff implications. And I just, a uh, sneaky premonition. Could it? It's not going to be 98 all over again. Nah, nah, nah. Uh, but I did have a little, I think, a little dream where I saw Atlanta coming back up here. Um, hopefully different outcome, but we're a long way from that. Again, uh, Vikings doing big things. Thielen, Case Keenum, uh, Latavius Murray showing up, Stephon Diggs. I love it, and I love our defense, man. So, again, the defense is what's going to see us through. Minnesota with the win in the ATL this weekend. Props to everybody for tuning in. Props to everybody in the Spreaker.com chat room. Thanks again for hanging out with me the last Oh, what, uh, two and a half hours? Uh, went a little long tonight, but we had some great calls. Jelani Bodie, the host of the Wait a Minute show, joining us. I want to thank him. Uh, talking about his Detroit Lions, even though he's down in Atlanta and his Michigan Wolverines. That's where he's from originally. And also the one and only, I mean, Jersey Vern, the chief rocker himself. Number one, the one and only. Always joining us, always riled up on his New York Giants. And um, as we say, as they give the helm to Geno Smith, should be interesting and just kind of see how it plays out. Is this truly the end of Manning in New York? Stay tuned. All right, everybody. Yeah, exactly, Greg. Old man keeps forgetting he has Instagram. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Sports done right on Instagram, people. Anyway, I am Vince Wright, the sports governor. Thank you again for tuning in to Sports Done Right, another Tuesday night edition. I want to thank you. Um, Again, hit me up, Twitter, Facebook, do what you got to do. But just keep listening, man. I really appreciate all the love and everybody tuning in. And with that being said, I am out of here. Have a good night. Peace. Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right with your host, the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Check out Sports Done Right every Tuesday night. And when it's over, stay up on all of the breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right Facebook group. Let your voice be heard and join the conversation right now. You finally got it right with Sports Done Right. I have Instagram. Instagram.